You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. A town square media station. Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to summer and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched you watched work out in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it, and I run him back to the Biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston. Giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Good morning. Welcome into the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 on your radio dial. The Martin Houston Show fan page can also be found on Martin Houston Live, Tide 109, as well uh, as uh, Alabama Tradition and Martin Houston Personal. Also, you can find us at Martin Houston Live on Twitter. You can also, no, I'm sorry, on Twitter. Oh, beautiful. Uh, I just had a flow Thursday. I mean, we got a great show line. We're live and local. He's going right here. Martin Houston show. Want to get in on the conversation on the Alabama one hot line hotline at two five three four two nine nine zero four two oh five four two. Nine nine zero four. The Taco Casa Hotline is open for business. That would not be first time I've done that in a month. So I've been doing good. The Alabama One Hotline is open for business. So give us a call once again on the Alabama One Hotline two zero five three four two nine nine zero four. Want to encourage you that this is a day that the Lord has made. So let's rejoice and be glad in it. Take some time today to notice someone, love someone, serve someone. Be the difference you want to see. In the today, uh, all right, Joe. Uh, maybe we're having a little connect- yeah. connectivity issue with you at the moment uh, on this side of the station, uh, but uh, but I'm doing okay. great. I'm, I'm I'm having a good morning so far. I'm uh, uh, happy for Bama baseball getting a big old win, and happy that uh, it wasn't raining on me when I woke up this morning. Yeah, well, hey man, it's been a, a couple days of a lot of rain, um, but as you said, uh, now things seem to hopefully have passed, but. Uh, 
with uh, speaking of Bama baseball, kind of give us an update on what the Tide um, was able to do and uh, where they stand right now. Well, Martin, the Alabama took on uh, number eleven Arkansas on yesterday yesterday afternoon. They were scheduled they were scheduled at nine thirty. They got moved to twelve thirty. They got moved to two. They got moved to four, and then finally four thirty. Uh, but Alabama baseball handling the adversity and the schedule changes, the fluidity very well. Ended up uh, de- defeating Arkansas uh, four to three. So now Alabama baseball has won three of the last four games against the Arkansas Razorbacks in the span of less than a week well right at a week the and so and so you got to give Brad Bohannon's club uh big kudos beating Georgia and Arkansas in back-to-back days Alabama now earns a rest day uh from, from Hoover uh today's going to be a big day of makeup games and catch-up games from from all the all the action that was been been postponed so Alabama earning a rest day today and their next opponent on Friday is to be determined yeah, and that that that's good news for Alabama baseball. Uh, kudos uh, to them uh, in Arkansas. You know, um, at the time Alabama started this three out of four game um, win run, Arkansas was the number five team in the country. So hopefully this bodes well with uh, you know Alabama winning. Uh, how, how many games do you think they have to win to get in? Martin, I think if they win one more, I think that they're look they're, they're gonna start feeling uh, like their shot is really really high. Uh, now, obviously, you, you earn an automatic qualifier berth by continuing to win, uh, right. by, by winning winning the tournament. But I think if they win one more, they're gonna f- have to feel really good about their chances. Uh, best thing for Alabama is they are they have stayed in the winner side of the bracket, so uh, they they at least at minimum have two more games to to to, to, to try to find that one more win okay well good luck to coach bohannon and crew and wishing them nothing but the best and of course uh we'll keep reporting it here and joe's having fun um uh driving (laughs) up to hoover uh kind of tough to plan out your day isn't it joe when you when you go up to cover a game, it gets kicked back about six hours. But uh. yes, but uh, I got to give credit to Kim Rankin yesterday. Kim, uh, Kim was there for Tide yesterday. She was at the ballpark from maybe. <laughs> One o'clock, twelve thirty or so, till right at eight eight p.m. So she had a long yeah. day up there. I uh, got to give her some credit. You can find her on Twitter at km ranking one, and then obviously her story about the game on Tide one hundred nine and TuscaloosaThread dot com. Yeah, so and, uh, so go check her out and uh, kudos to her. Well, hey, listen, I got several things you want to get to. Of course, we have Hank South two four seven Sports Bama online recruiting coming up and. So we'll 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 talk a little bit about Eli hosting, but got a have you seen the Lane Kiffin comments? Yes, Martin, I have, and I think they're funny. Well, not only funny, but I think he's a. Uh, I mean, I don't think he's really onto something uh, tangible, but in a pipe a pipe dream. I mean, for those who haven't seen it, it seems that Lane Kiffin has suggested that Bryce Young should have entered the transfer portal to maximize his NIL leverage over Alabama and the rest of the college football world. So, with that said, I got I got a couple different angles I want to go with you on that one, but let, let let's 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 look at that one first. So, I'll throw you a true false on on the Lane Kiffin um, thing. First of all, just in general, 
uh, <laughs> is Lane correct in that um, Bryce Young should have done that? Um, no, false, false. He should not have done that. Uh, now, if he if he did, I I guess that you can understand it. But no, false is the answer. He made made plenty of money on NIL at Alabama so so far last year, and I expect that to continue to rise with the Crimson Tide. Yeah, because he had several other questions, and we'll get to those. But here's the here's the other true false question. With that statement, though, has um. Lane Kiffin opened a can of worms. If there's no change to NIL and transfer portal, is this the perfect marriage for chaos? And can't and, and Lane Kiffin just popped the top to it. Uh, you, well, yes, he. I mean, he, he certainly. I think uh, opened a can of worms. I, I think obviously right now the SEC meetings in Destin next week looks like it's going to be very, very juicy, and and Nick Saban's going to have to have a lot of conversations with with a lot of his counterparts. I don't know. Uh, Ryan yesterday was suggesting that it was going to become a trend in college football. I don't know if trend is quite the right word because of, uh, but but I do think it will happen sporadically. We see what happened with Jordan Addison, and I think he absolutely left uh, to maximize his, his, his NIL money with USC. Uh, but I think those will be few and far between. Uh, it'll just garner national attention when it happens, and especially when, when, when it does happen, uh, like with a Jordan Addison or a potential Bryce Young, uh, it will steal the headlines. So a lot of people will, will, will have maybe a little overreaction to it. Uh, but but yeah, I think it will happen. I just don't know. A trend might be too far of a word. I, I think if you if – you ca- you know how something be, can be a trend with like a niche trend, uh, meaning that not everybody's going to do it, but certain people who find themselves in that category will. In, in other words, I don't think you're going to see a Bryce Young leave um, an Alabama where he's won a national title and he's a playoff contender and a national championship contender. Because he could go get that money, and then it cost him at the next level, right? So, so those guys, I don't think, I don't think you'll see those guys, you know, go into the league. Like, I don't think you you see a C.J. Stroud leave Ohio State to go somewhere else because he could lose all of those weapons that have made him great, right? But you take a you take a Jordan Addison, like you said, that's on a eh, okay team, really not that big a deal. And then he can pick a location that puts him uh, into a bigger spotlight, uh, into a better situation, better quarterback, more talent around him. I think you you see what I'm saying. So maybe a niche trend because, like I said, I, I yeah, what what type of chance would Bryce Young be taking if he left Alabama? Think about that. Where would he go to improve his long-term stock when it comes to the NFL? Yeah, I think you make a great point. His his stock is uh, is very high at Alabama, and and with the Crimson Tide, it, it will continue to be that with with all the weapons that Nick Saban and uh, right. Bill Bryant put around. I think you you know you, you you reframe that a bit for me that that I think you you're onto something. Jordan Addison probably uh, choosing his own quarterback next year, cho- choosing a high level quarterback after Kenny Pickett is gone. Uh, I think you make right. a, I think you're making a good point there. Yeah, and, and and guys like a Jamar Gibbs that that are 
that are, you know, starters and maybe have money at a Georgia Tech, but then they can go to an Alabama or an Ohio. That that's what I, I say by niche trend. Uh, you may may see that happen. Uh, Alan, hold on. We'll get you on the other side of the break. You're, you're, we'll bring you in on the Alabama One Hotline. Uh, if you want to get in on the conversation, you can get in on it as well on the Alabama One Hotline at 205-342-9904 or just add your thoughts and comments to chat, and we'll bring that into the conversation as well. This is the Martin Houston Show brought to you each and every day by the great folks over at Alabama One. Alabama One uh, voted Tuscaloosa's best. Uh, credit union four years running and, and don't get any better than that. And hey, we do it because of great member service and great product services and offerings. And like, listen to this. There is a new team account. Alabama One Next Step Team Account is here. Go to our website, find out more about that for the uh, students and the teens. It gives them uh, an account that they own that they can transition through the rest of their life. For parents, it gives them some insight into the account, but yet the student, uh, it, it is still the student's account. So you can go there, find out more details uh, about what all it, it has. It comes with a debit card, checking account, uh, some spending restrictions, but nevertheless, it starts them on their journey of financial freedom. That's the Alabama One Next Step Teen Account. Go to alabamaone.org or stop by one of our branch locations to find out more about that. Coming back on the other side, we'll have more conversation right here on the Martin Houston Show. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Towns of Nissan Traffic Center, we start our morning with a wreck up on Alabama 171 near Lowry Drive in Northport. You can expect delays there. Everything else looks pretty good. If you see conditions, give me a call. 205-886-8886. Now you can get a lifetime powertrain warranty on a used vehicle from Towns and Nissan. See dealer for details. I'm Captain Ray. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Another active day ahead with occasional showers and strong thunderstorms, the high 76. Storms ending this evening, clearing after midnight, the low at 60. And tomorrow, the sky partly to mostly sunny, the high at 78 degrees. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 70 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17 plus years, specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com. Interact with the Martin Houston Show by calling us at 205-342-9904. Or tuning into the Martin Houston Show on Facebook. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9. I got a, a question uh, for D, uh, for uh, Joe in just a minute regarding a big ceremony that happened on yesterday. A little true-false, but before we get to uh, the unveiling of the Bronze Bomber, 
Yeah, we had a uh, yeah. Deontay Wilder was was uh, unveiled as a statue yesterday, Martin, and uh, that was gonna that was a great great ceremony. You can check out our friend Jr. Moore's uh, Jr. Moore's photos on Tide100.9.com on the on the Tide Twitter account and on the uh, and on uh, Tuscaloosa Thread. He was down there looking at. Uh, Look at Deontay Wilder and getting him going, uh, getting him, you know, excited about everything that he has done for Tuscaloosa and for the city of Alabama, uh, from the city of Tuscaloosa and for the state of Alabama. Uh, let's head out to the Alabama One Hotline right now. I'm trying to get Martin reconnected into the into uh, into the program, and we'll we'll bring in Alan. Alan, you're in the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind, my friend? Good morning. Good morning. Well, I think I'm banned from the state of California. Um, as you know, I'm a truck driver. I went out there this week, well, last week. I didn't get a chance to call y'all. We uh, got into a, I, I don't say an argument, but a discussion with some USC and UCLA fans. They they were telling me how Alabama cheats this and that. And I asked the USC fan, let's not forget Reggie Bush. Let's not forget about Reggie Bush. And they got upset about that. And then... Uh, we had the UCLA fan had to put his little two cents in and chime in. And, you know, as a UCLA has not won anything since Moby Dick was a mentor, Burger King was a prince, and y'all had Troy Aikman. So y'all remind me of the last person in the, in the draft, Mr. Irrelevant. So y'all need, to get out of, y'all need to get out of the conversation about Alabama. And then they proceeded to tell me they wasn't going to unload me for the next three or four hours. I said, don't worry about it. I'll go, I'll go back out to my truck watch the SEC Network, and watch the real teams play, and watch Paul Feinbaum. And I still didn't get unloaded for like five hours. So, <laughs> Alan, we got, uh, Martin, uh, Alan's telling us a story about uh, getting, uh, getting into it with some USC and UCLA fans out in California at, at his job. And, uh, you know, he gave them some real, football, some real football talk, and they retaliated by not unloading his truck for four or five hours. Really? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, Martin. They, we got into it. Uh, you know, they were. I had to, to tell me about Alabama cheating, and I was like, "Let's not forget Reggie Bush. Let's not forget that." You know, it yeah. pretty much shut them up right there. And then the UCLA fan had a nerve to chime in. I said, "Y'all have not won anything since Moby Dick was a mental, Burger King was a prince, and y'all had Troy Aikman." I said, "Y'all remind me of the last person in the draft, Mister Irrelevant." So you need to get out of the conversation. So mm. they said they wouldn't unload me for like three or four hours. I said, don't worry about it. I'm good with that. I said, I'll go out to my truck, watch my satellite TV, watch the SEC Network with Paul Feinbaum with some real sports on it. And, and then it's to say, when I got to my next destination, they said, yeah, we already heard about you. You go to the bottom of the list. So <laughs> that, that, that happened on the West Coast right there. I, I'm good with that, you know. I'm good with that. That is so, oh man, football runs deep throughout, man. That is awesome, Alan. Thanks for, thanks for sharing that story, man. That's good stuff. Hey, you know what, yeah, Joe? We day. need to probably huh? set a day aside for Alabama fans uh, to just one day just call up and share, uh, share uh, some of the crazy stories and interactions they've had. Uh, I know this is a quick sidebar, and I'll, I'll, I'll make it quick, but when I was a student um, – Alan and Joe, I was coming back and uh, from um, from home one morning. I uh, I gone home to see family and, and, and my fiance. Uh, 
And instead of coming back Sunday night, I came back Monday morning. So I was kind of in a hurry. I had an 8 o'clock class, so it's pretty early. And I got stopped by a state trooper. And he was so friendly, man. He was talking to me and and everything. And I said, hey, man, why are you in such a hurry? I said, I'm going back to school. He said, well, hey, you need to slow it down, be careful, and and all this stuff, you know. Uh, and, and just really, really nice. And then it dawned on him. He said, where are you going back? Where are you headed? What school are you going back to? I said, uh, University of Alabama, he said, get out of the car and get in my car. And never said another <laughs> word to me. Made me get out. Instead of writing a ticket in his car, he made me get out and go sit in his car and and, and wrote me a ticket. Never said another word to me, handed me the ticket and told me to get out. <laughs> so I was like, really? <laughs> so I I, I, like, I, I can relate to the, the hatred that's out there. That may be a fun segment. That, uh, Alan, you got anything else before I let you go? I, yeah, the, the hate runs deep against Alabama everywhere. Everywhere. So, yep, absolutely. So y'all have uh, a good day, gentlemen. You too. Thank you. Right. Hey, Joe, Hey, Joe. I know we were talking about Lane Kiffin, but uh, when we were disconnected for a second, I, I was talking on, on this side of the house to those who are online and, and, and told them, I said, hey, you know, a, a big statue unveiling yesterday with uh, Deontay Wilder and all of that. I meant to open the show with that and just got into the – uh, Lane Kiffin thing, but um, heard a lot of people giving a lot of praise yesterday, Joe. But they weren't giving these praise the last twelve years. You know what I mean? Like, like. So I, I guess a true false. Uh, it, I, I know it's a great honor, and it's never too late to honor someone. But um, did you feel any hypocrisy from some of the those who were wanting to be in the spotlight and honoring him now when they've had really? Really, to me, we wasted, you know, a, a lot of uh, community and city capital not promoting him even more over the years. I I, I agree with where you're coming from there. I, I, I remember uh, a handful of years ago he wanted to uh, hold one of his event, hold one of his uh, fights there at Coleman Coliseum, and logistically or uh, administrationally or it was a lot of uh, he, he ran into a lot of red tape. Let's just say that, and 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 he never. He never ended up holding an event here. Uh, ended up fighting in Birmingham, and, and obviously, you know, did did great for the Iron City there on the, on that night and that weekend. But Deontay Wilder, you know, I, I think that he he's a, he's had a very interesting career. He he probably has one of the one, one of the top five punches in boxing history. Uh, so so, so to, because of that, he, he's to be celebrated, especially Martin getting into boxing at a later age that mi- than many of these champions and many of these high level boxers do. Uh, I, I think that he has utilized the tools that God has given him, uh, you know, fairly well. There, obviously, there are some things in his career that I think he he could have done differently at different points. But that's 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 a, more of a micro discussion than than a macro yeah. discussion and. Yeah. And largely, we should be celebrating his achievements and celebrating the fact that a heavyweight champion is from a small town in West Alabama, and just all the things that he's overcome. What got him into boxing? Trying to trying to earn money, you know, earn money for. I believe he has a special needs daughter. daughter. I mean, all all yeah. kinds of things like that. His story is unique, and his story is uh, inspiring, and, and I think he should be celebrated. The, the statue is cool, but uh, I, I I think you you're, you're right, and you make some points that that. Uh, Tuscaloosa could have probably done more. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he he was the world champion, and and in, in in the city, this this is 
I could be wrong. They gave him a key after he won the championship, I think. Uh, but I think that's about it. Um, you know, and the only people I remember really talking about him was the sports guys, you know, celebrating what he'd done. And I don't know. I know boxing is not, you know, the biggest thing, but to, he could have been a, a representative of the city. And, and the fact that he wanted to bring a, a heavyweight uh, fight here and championship fight here in the city, nor um, the university was able to make that happen. Uh, uh, DC said last week or week, two weeks ago, he said, man, even Rocky had a statue in Philadelphia and he, he's a fictitious character. So, uh, <laughs> so and, and, and now he at least has, has the statue. Uh, maybe it's, it's never too late. Uh, but I, I would say that, you know how they say too little, too late. I would say it's probably, we've probably done too little to really recognize, uh, from a city standpoint, uh, hometown hero, a role model uh, of, of perseverance and, and overcoming challenges and difficulties is it, something we need in our society today, uh, Joe, like nobody's business. Because you have right now you have kids that that want something given to them, want everything to go the way they want it to go without having to fight or persevere. And, and, and Deontay, I think, as you said before, his story of challenge and, and making the, the absolute best and most out of a very tough uh, situation uh, in terms of what got him into boxing, you know, um, and, uh, and, and what led him to being uh, that champion um, is, is a great story to tell. So. Uh, and so we salute you, Mr. Deontay Wilder, uh, world heavyweight champion of the box, uh, of the boxing world. Um, you know, 41, uh, knockouts out of 42 wins, uh, only two losses on that record and one draw kudos, uh, to a Tuscaloosa native hometown hero, the bronze bomber stopped by the river market, uh, and check out, uh, that life size statue and if you've never seen Deontay Wilder in person guys you need to understand if you've been to see and this is not trying to be funny Joe if you've been to see the Nick T- Saban statue when you see the the, the difference uh in the two statues you're gonna kind of go oh wow he is a big man uh so it, it, it'll be a fun fun thing for you to do and at least for generations to come the people of Tuscaloosa who may have never known or heard directly of him we'll be able to ask the question, who is that mom? Who is that dad? And that will be the bronze bomber, Deontay Wilder, a young man born and raised right here in the home of champions, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and became a champion himself. So we say congratulations and kudos to him. Coming up next, we will have uh, conversations with Hank South, 247 Sports, Bama Online Recruiting. Get your question in as well. By calling us at 205-342-9904, the, talk, the Alabama One Hotline, or send us your question in chat. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service 
experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their team. Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said, it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn which we can customize to meet your needs, or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com. That's peptalks35.com. Or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show, the sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team, on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Good morning. Welcome back into the Mark Houston Show. It's kicking. We're kicking off the second half on the Alabama One Hotline with Hank South, two four seven Sports Bama Online recruiting guru, joining us. Good morning, Hank. How you doing, sir? Hey, good morning, Martin. I'm good. How are you? Doing, doing well. Doing well. Well, hey, listen. Um, it, it happened. Um, we finally got uh, your prediction. Um, was validated. You started trending probably about a month and a half, two months ago to say uh, that you thought, maybe even longer than that, that Eli Holstein would um, end up at Bama and that Bama would accept that commitment. Uh, well, it happened this week. The question I have for you is, did Eli Holstein, um, did, uh, what's his name, setting his um official visit date prompt him to go ahead and make that decision or was that just coincidence? Yeah, I, I don't think so. I, I think it was more just coincidence. Um, you know, after that, that news came out or not casually after the news came out, after Eli Holstein made his commitment, um, Arch Manning reaffirmed or at least his camp reaffirmed that they're going to be um, on their official visit still to Alabama that June 10th through 12th weekend. So, you know, we'll see if it still happens. It's still a few weeks away, so you know plans could change. But um, no, I think this has been trending Bama's way for a while with Eli Holstein. Um, you know, I, I think um, you know 
back in April, you know, we, we caught up with his dad and, and Eli talked about it too after their visit for, for a day. And, you know, at the end of our, at, at the end of, um, March when they visited it as well, you know, they said Bama answered all their questions. You know, they, they, you know, there wasn't really much more they needed to see from Bama. So, you know, I think, I think it was just kind of a matter of when, not if with Eli Holstein. And, you know, he decided that, uh, that Tuesday was the day. So, uh, massive pickup, you know, I, I still think Bama's going to recruit, um, you know, I mean, if Arch Manning is interested, I think Bama is still going to be interested too. You know, you don't not recruit Arch Manning if he, if he's still interested. I, I don't think he and Eli Holstein are going to end up in the same class together. Um, but you know, if he still wants to take a visit, if he still wants to stay in contact, you know, I think Bama is still going to still going to talk to him. And and uh, same goes with um, Dylan Monaghan, the the four star quarterback from Georgia that that's set to take an official visit um, the first weekend of June. He's still planning on, on, on using that trip to Alabama as well. So, you know, we'll see. Maybe maybe it takes two quarterbacks in this class, um, build some depth up. But um, I, I don't think, um, you know, I, I think Arch Manning is probably going to end up at, at Texas or Georgia at this point. All right. <laughs> Let's go to Pat. Pat, you're in uh, with uh, Hank South, 247 Sports, Bama Online Recruiting on the Martin Houston Show. Uh, what's on your mind, sir? Good morning. Good morning, Hank. Hey, we found a quarterback, but now it's time to turn our attention to cornerback. And that uh, Tony Mitchell and Kamari McLean, uh, which one and any possibility of getting both? Because we need one to pair with Hurley at, uh, to be yeah, able I, to I, catch. Cause yeah. Both of them have length. Go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Um. No, yeah, I think there's a there's a possibility Bama could get both of them. Um, you know, I, I wow. You know, Tony Mitchell. There's there's um, you know, he, he every week there there's either a new leader, there's a new storyline, there's there's something he said that you know gets people talking. Uh, I think recently he he named a top five or said in the interview there was a top five. He didn't include Alabama, but then an hour later he said Bam is always going to be in it. So, you know, it's just kind of one of those wild recruitments that's probably going to go all the way to the end. But, you know, Bam is heavily in the mix for Tony Mitchell. They always have been. They always will be, like he said. Um, so, you know, I, I think he's the more likely between he and Cormani. But, you know, um, I will say with Cormani McLean, earlier this, this spring he did an interview um, out in California. He was in a seven-on-seven tournament, and, and our, our USC rider, um, was interviewing him. He sent me the audio of him, and he was talking about USC a little bit, and you know, we're going to go out and visit that program. Um, and then he 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 uh, the the interviewer brought up Alabama, and his voice completely changed. His like tone completely changed. It it sounded like kind of when he was talking about USC and some other schools, it was more just kind of like oh yeah yeah. But when he started talking about Alabama, it was serious. It was it was you know that that was a school that was you know it was Alabama. So. I think Carmani McLean has a lot of respect for, for Nick Saban. Obviously, I think Bama's done a good job recruiting him. There was some momentum in Bama's side earlier this spring. I think Florida may be trending a little bit right now, but um, I think they have a have a very real shot at Carmani McLean as well. Wow, they had a good information because hey, we, we need at least one, but both would be man. Saban talk about putting Frosting on the cake. Wow, yeah. I. Hey, thank you, thank you, fellas, and uh, appreciate you. Is, is X and O's with you too today, Morton? No, sir. 
Okay, I got we'll you. you with shout, out, shout out to X. Have a great All one. Right. Thank you, Martin. Bye-bye. Thanks, son. Speaking with Hank South, 247 Sports, Bama Online Recruiting. Um, Hank, we got another caller that uh, has a question for you. Tom, you're in with Hank South, 247 Sports, on the Album One Hotline. What's on your mind, sir? Hey, boy. Uh, morning. Hank, thanks for taking my call. Uh, Hank, I wanted to run something by you. This is a story that that hit me about a year ago, and uh, and I, I couldn't remember if uh, Martin and you had talked about this uh, particular subject, but uh, forgive me if it's a repeat, okay? Uh, but uh, on Ryan Fowler's uh, afternoon show on this station, uh, there's a guy that comes on once a week. He's from South Louisiana, and he's real plugged into uh, that part of the state and, and Louisiana and so forth. Well, the whole state of Louisiana. But anyway, this is what he said yesterday. He said there are six, maybe seven D1 quarterbacks in the state of Louisiana for this recruiting cycle. And if that's true, that's got to be some kind of freaking record. <laughs> and uh, and I, I I wanted to ask you, uh, and, and it's been said. I heard somebody else say it. it may have been the same guy, but I heard that, and I thought, you know, Hank's gonna be on in the morning. I've got to ask that question again if I've already asked it. <laughs> yeah. Are, are, so, are you like the the amount of quarterbacks? I mean, like right, right. He said there were whole, there were six to seven D. D1 quarterback uh, prospect in the uh, state of Louisiana. And I wanted you to either deny or confirm that to be in the truth. <laughs> no, I, they're definitely, obviously, you know, you got uh, Eli and Arch. So those are two right there. Um, those are the guys right. I talked about the most. Um, beyond that, you know, I'm looking at the list. Ricky Collins, there's a Baton Rouge. She's committed to Purdue. So there's another. There's three. Um and LSU uh, got uh, one of them. Yeah, um, and then there's a kid named Reese Mooney from Denham Springs that's yeah. in Nebraska. So that's uh, full. So yeah, it looks like that that could be the case. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> wow. But hey, Hank, have you ever seen anything like? Or Martin, have y'all ever seen anything like? That's unbelievable to me. Well, no, I mean, I, I, not that I can remember. This is the most I've talked about. Louisiana quarterbacks than any cycle I've been covering recruiting. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, thank you guys. Well, I appreciate it. Well, and, and you know, you, you, that, that kind of makes you wonder how long they've been doing that Manning camp. Oh, yeah, it's been a while. You know, uh, and so these kids coming along right now have been doing, you know, probably doing some version of Manning camp for what, 15 years? Or twelve, whether what seventeen, eighteen now. So they've probably been doing it for the last uh, <laughs> at least twelve years or so since they were like five, six, seven. I don't know what age. I know there's different versions of the camp and what right. they do, but you know, it's kind of like it's kind of like everything else. You know, there used to not be any shooters in basketball from three point land, and Steph Curry came along, and everybody started doing it when they were little kids. And next thing you know. You got these little bitty guys that can launch it from you know five feet behind the three point line. Um, right. So uh, you you, you kind of expect skill set to go up, especially with 
the the Mannings being there out of uh, Louisiana, and then of course um, all the seven on seven. So it's kind of changing the game a little bit. Hey, I, and speaking of quarterbacks, this is this is not on Bama, and you may or may not be able to speak to this, but you retweeted it. How is it that Quinn Ewers is the second highest ranked um, transfer this year, based on um, well, it, you know, the, this ranking here is, is I mean, it, this kid hadn't played in two years, and last time he played was a junior in high school. Yeah, uh, not sure. I mean, I think I think part of it goes into his high school ranking. I think he was the second or third highest ranked quarterback ever coming out of high school. So I'm uh-huh. sure they're still, you know, basing off the, the ceiling and projection. Um, but yeah, that's a good question. Um, yeah. Especially considering, you know, he hasn't even been, a, I mean, he's going to be the starter, but he hasn't been named the starter yet <laughs> at Texas. Um, you know, I would, yeah. I would be shocked if he wasn't, but um, yeah, I mean, considering the, the amount of, um, talent that was in the portal this year um yeah for him i mean i would expect him to be a top 10 kid for sure but uh yeah just know, caleb williams yeah, I, obviously has yeah i could see that based off of you know projected talent uh but he's done nothing he, he we not we saw nothing last year and so he right. lost a year which is a huge year of development for a kid he lost that year um of playing now practice can help you but it doesn't it doesn't give you full game speed and all that. Jordan Addison right. was a Belitnikov Award winner, and they they're saying that <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> but but the other side of that, you know, we were talking about Nick Saban and recruiting, and I guess you have to kind of take uh, the portal as another uh, parallel. You have high school recruiting, junior college recruiting, and um, and now the portal recruiting, Nick Saban had three of the top five, I mean top ten, two of the top five, three of the top ten players listed in Jamar Gibbs, Eli Ricks, and Jermaine Burton, um, as, and then five of the top 50. So uh, Nick Saban has 10% of all of the transfers in the top 50. So uh, I guess with that, uh, is that enough to get Nick Saban overall recruiting class better than the one A and M had? <laughs> Just... <laughs> uh, I don't. So I don't think so. Uh, I think I can actually pull that up right now. It, it got close, um, but once A and M, um, once like LT Overton kid reclassified to 2022 and committed to A and M for like the eight five star defensive lineman, uh, that was that was kind of the one that pushed them over to be unreachable in terms of the their total number. So. Um, they got close, but I mean, yeah, no, this transfer portal, the guys they brought in, I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous, you know, the, the amount of talent they have, um, and just like going forward with the portal, um, you know, it's, it's just such a good, not, not even a safety net. I mean, it's one of those, like you said, you know, high school, JUCO transfer portal, it's just one of those five, but like, you know, if you, if you miss on a kid in high school, or you don't get one of the kids you need, you can, you know, in December that late, you can go out and be like, Oh, you know, here's Eli Rick. That that's, the equivalent of a five, I mean, obviously a five-star cornerback um, that we can bring in immediate impact, especially if you can get a guy with multiple years of eligibility left, um, yeah. like like they have been. So, um, no, I mean, the transfer portal has been huge for Alabama. We, we've seen it impact them greatly, whether it be Jamison Williams or, or Landon Dickerson. Um, and, you know, I think all, all these guys, they got 
uh, this cycle are, are going to have a big impact on the team this fall. Absolutely, and 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 I'll take maturity over promised five stars when I'm still getting some five stars. I wouldn't take it right. exclusively because you have to be building some, you know, future depth. Um, I did not realize. So LT made it eight five stars. Oh, I was kind of exaggerating. Uh, I think they had eight eight five stars overall, but mm-hmm. I mean they had at least. Six or Most seven of, defensive linemen. Yeah, that's that that's gonna be, I think, his biggest challenge. Uh, Hank is yeah. not just getting that many five stars, especially in the same position, but keeping them happy in this transfer portal world. Uh, right. With NIL, uh, when I don't get to get on the field, my NIL value goes down. So. You may get me out of yep. high school, but you got to keep me in college. So that's going to be interesting and watch what happens with A&M. Let me ask you, did, did, did the Eli Holstein uh, commitment to Alabama kick up any ruffle? Because I know people tried to make it uh, a slap in Jimbo Fisher's face. No, I mean, obviously, I, I thought that was going to be more of a, a trending topic there, that he was a former A&M commit. But I haven't seen too much discussion about it. I don't think a lot of people – really registered it because he I mean, he did decommit from A&M almost two months ago, so it's kind of been in the past, but, you know, um, yeah, no, I mean, it's just, it's funny how things kind of click with that, whether with the Saban Fisher argument and then uh, and then less than a week later the former A&M commit commits to Alabama. Uh, but no, I mean, I, that, that, that really wasn't, I didn't see much mention of that at all. Okay. And did you see anything on uh, I, I did not get a chance to read it. Someone showed me the headline, uh, an A&M recruit coming out saying that they threatened to take his NIL money. Uh, did you see any of that story? Oh, yeah. Um, I, I think it what, what was his name? Uh, shoot, shoot, shoot. It's on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, he. They, I, I think they said he would take his NIL money if he did. Uh, if, if he played in his all-star yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, and then uh, I think A&M came out and said that that's completely false. Um, <laughs> so, no. so, so, so yeah. now, now, uh, now Jimbo Fisher and A&M are calling the same 17 year old that Nick Saban said that the team paid. They're calling him a liar. I'm just, I'm just messing. Hank. <laughs> <laughs> oh my good. Anyway, Hank, you got anything else for us before we let you go? <laughs> no, I mean, we're, uh, we're just kind of on countdown until, uh, until camp. The summer enrollees get to campus this weekend. And then, um, yeah, we're gonna have a busy month of June with official, a lot of official visits. Um, probably more of the storyline of June than it will be camp with, with how many guys are officially visiting. So, um, definitely a big, big stretch coming up. Um, this summer, I'm online. All right, so you'll be talking about the camps coming up, uh, Alabama getting started, uh, and then of course next week we'll start having some official visitors planned, and so we'll talk about both of those topics. Uh, if anybody's coming out of camp with offers, and if uh, anybody comes out of uh, a visit with a commitment, that'll be kind of where we go the rest of the year, the rest of the summer. Thanks, Hank. Appreciate you. Uh, tell them one more time where they can follow you, sir. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. BamaOnline.com and my Twitter handle is at HankSouth247. All right. Uh, We'll finalize the Martin Houston show uh, in the fourth quarter with the Alabama One Insurance two-minute warning up next. 
Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Thursday morning. The Storm Prediction Center has trimmed back some of that severe weather threat area here in West Alabama. The threat is now for all of Alabama east of Jasper to Tuscaloosa to Demopolis Line. There is now a marginal risk for strong damaging winds to 60 miles per hour, small hail, and possible flooding. The tornado risk is low but not non-existent. But there is some good news. A near-perfect Memorial Day holiday weekend is just ahead. Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. And I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or, or custom shaped stone, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing at 205-331-6823 or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, LLC. The sound of Bama sports. Your show. Your team. The Martin Houston Show. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show. It's Alabama One Insurance. Two-minute warning. Want to remind you to go check out Alabama One Insurance. If you're looking for a life insurance part of your financial plan, uh, should include life insurance. You can go to alabamaoneinsurance.com and get a quote right there online. All the service from start to finish, uh, Alabama One Insurance can get you taken care of. Or you can drop by our main branch and uh, the team will be glad to assist you. Uh, thank you so much for being a part of the show today. want to remind you that uh, tomorrow we're going to pick up this Lane Kiffin conversation where Lane... Uh, I want you to think about this. The conversation we're going to have tomorrow, Lane Kiffin made all of these statements before Nick Saban made his statement last week. This was an interview with SI, and he was asked about his perspective of the NIL uh, and how much money is determining whether kids go to school. He said it's all about the money, not the coach, not the facility, etc. And then he was asked if there's a solution. So we'll talk about what Lane Kiffin had to say on the NIL before Nick Saban. Is he in agreement with them or not? We'll also uh, wrap, have a little flashback fire sale Friday where we go back over some topics from earlier the week. And I close this out, Joe, with if if Nick Saban saying that uh, Fisher and them paid players or bought players is an insult to the 17-year-olds and their families, what is it when Jimbo Fisher and them and the A&M staff say a 17-year-old is lying. I guess calling a 17-year-old a liar doesn't qualify as disrespect or despicable. But remember, hey, I want y'all to remember this. Jimbo Fisher had his issues with Jameis Winston and Bjork, Ross Bjork, the current AD, had his issues with Hugh Freeze. 
those are high character guys just telling us about someone else's character. We'll break all of that down on tomorrow. I'm Martin Houston. That's Joe Gaither. Thanks to all the callers, listeners, viewers, and chatters for being a part of the program. Come back tomorrow, same back channel, and we'll have more of the same right here on the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9. Remember this, trust in the Lord always. Lean not your own understanding. Always acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Roll Tide, everybody. 